0: Doc Talk is brought to you by Merck Animal Health. By integrating the comprehensive animal health product portfolio of Merck Animal Health with the innovative technologies of All Flex Livestock Intelligence, we are shaping the future of animal health, resulting in more effective solutions and healthier animals. Hey, folks, welcome to Doc Talk. We're going to have a great show today. We have Dr. Randall Spare from Ashland Veterinary Center. He's going to be here to talk about breeding soundness exams, fertility testing, bulls and much more. He's a great friend, a great colleague. Stay tuned. Hey folks, welcome to Doc Talk. Look who we got here with us, Dr. Randall Spare. He's a friend, a colleague, one of the best veterinarians and men that I know, and it's humbling to get you away. You're so busy, so many things going on, so many people pulling you so many different directions, and he's gonna spend a little time with us today. Uh, Welcome to the show. Thanks, Dan, it's just a pleasure, and thanks Thanks for what you do for our industry. We really appreciate it. Dr. Spare is the owner operator of Ashland veterinary center. You spend a lot of time with, with bulls, a lot of time with, with just in the the beef industry, but but breeding soundness exams and things like that is something that you you spend quite a bit of time with. You know, Dan, we, we do, We, we, there doesn't a week go by throughout the year because we have several seed
1: stock producers in our, in our area and they're always merchandising bulls so we're we're fertility testing year-round not just in the spring of the year prior to breeding season so you know we're thankful for the opportunity to to have our hands on a a lot of bulls and a lot of different types of bulls and i think the understanding that they're a living creature and and when we we test a bull we're we're we're
0: estimating is this animal going to be able to service cows yep so let's get into a little bit, you know, to just kind of set the stage of why, you know, why we do these breeding soundness exams and, and why it's important to, to, to work with a veterinarian on this. So if we think about fertility,
1: your reproductive rate is our number one indicator of whether a ranch is going to be profitable. So we not only do we want cattle, cows bred early or bred, we want to bred early. And we want them to be bred within a short breeding season so we need to know that those animals that we put into our our uh, bull battery
0: are fertile and can serve as cattle yeah and and uh you know there there are things that can change over time there are things that that during a season or during you know injuries and different things of that nature that probably need to make sure that that everything's functioning correctly at least on day one Mm -hmm. when we put these bulls in so that that being said is when we fertility test a bull,
1: I don't like to look at it to shoot the first moment when I when they come into the clinic or I'm at a ranch, I'm looking at those bulls when I get out of the truck. I'm looking to see if I see lame ones out there, see ones that are a little bit thinner, see ones that are maybe not so dominant that have been beat on. I try to to, to look at ages to, to try to ascertain what ages of bulls am I working with. And and so it's 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 good to get the whole picture so that we don't become tunnel vision and only say
0: is this bull fertile? Can he produce semen? Right, and and I think that as we as it's no different. than, you know I always tell cowboys in the feed yard, you know it's very you can't diagnose lameness in a shoot. That's I right. gotta see him move. I gotta see him. You know, and and so. So I, I think it's, it's very, very wise. So we, we might even see lameness, lame bulls, and
1: people will come in and say, well, this one's been lame, it's up in his hip. So I think it's important also as a veterinarian for me to promise myself to, if, if a producer wants to keep a bull, I'm going to pick up his foot and look at the bottom of his foot because that lameness could be something simple to fix. If it's not in his foot and he's a mature bull, he, particularly in his back end, uh, he, he may not even need to be fertility tested. Right. If he can't mount a cow, that's right. Yeah. So we, we look at, at, at those feet, we look at the shape of the feet and we ask, uh, many producers, it it may mean that they haven't have bulls in a small pasture. Maybe what are their goals? Maybe they purchased this bull from another seed stock producer or, or somebody else that is an older bull, but he doesn't need to cover a lot of territory. If he's in Missouri where, where there's one one cow per acre and there's 20 acres versus in Texas County, uh, Oklahoma, where the cows are one per 30 acres, those bulls have to cover a lot of territory and we have to have that understanding. And the bigger the picture
0: we have, the better we're going to understand what's that producer's goals. It's perfect. It's a great time to take a break and we come back more with Dr. Randall Spare from Ashland, Kansas. Hey folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. Dr. Randall Spare, owner and operator of Ashland Veterinary Center in Ashland, Kansas. Works with a ton of bulls, uh, such a respected veterinarian uh, internationally and, uh, you know, Let's talk about as that bull's coming to your clinic or you're out on the ranch and, and just kind of walk us through a breeding soundness exam.
1: So, so Dan, first of all, we have to remember when we do a breeding soundness exam, we're looking, this is a picture in time. It's like looking at a balance sheet mm-hmm. of, of a business. And we're looking at what happened to this bull or what was going on with this bull 60 days ago. So when we get him in, we're wanting to, uh, to do a good physical exam, we observe his condition, we have him in the chute. The first thing I'll do is to is to palpate him and mm-hmm. to feel the seminal vesicles to see if there's any swelling in there, and to give an indication. So I, I I have the mentality that this whole exam will tell me a story of can this bull breed cows. That it starts with that physical exam. Then we we measure his scrotum, and that scrotum has to be on a mature bull that's that's over uh, three years of age. He needs to be a 34 centimeter scrotum. If he's a uh, 15 month, less than 15 month old bull, he has to be a 30 centimeter scrotum. Those are standards that are set by the Society of Therogenology. Those aren't what I pick. Those are the standards that has been set by a group of veterinarians. And when that, after we, after we measure a scrotum, uh, we'll use an ejaculator, and, and my goal when I'm collecting a bull is to try to do it without vocalization, and it's part art. And it's part science, and it's part repetition, and just being able to do the opportunity to do thousands and thousands of bulls to get a, a sample collected. In <clears throat> older bulls, it's a little bit easier to get them collected, and so we'll want to see a good extension. Just we're looking for the sheath to see if there's been any previous injuries, to see if there's any constrictions on that sheath to indicate maybe maybe in the past year he was he was injured. And if there's any form of uh, constriction where I don't think that bull will get his, his penis out and pull it back in, then we can stop the exam right there and make that recommendation that he probably won't be good. But here again, I'll ask the producer, what's, here, here's what's going on, what do you want us to do? Right. So <clears throat> then once we, we see he's able to extend, we'll collect a semen sample, we'll put it under a microscope and we'll, we'll look at that motility. Now one of the challenges is, is people will say, Does he, is there a lot or is there a few? So we want to just make sure there's plenty of, of modal, progressively modal sperm. Yep. And then uh, once that happens, we'll and he has at least a fair motility, that's all the Sanders says, that we have to have fair motility. Most of the time on these mature bulls, they'll be very good. They'll be swimming in clouds there, and it's fun to show people what that looks like so that they know uh, what's happening and then uh, once uh, we give them the assignment of, of a, at least a fair motility then we'll we'll kill those cells and stain them and look them underneath of a, a little bit higher magnif- magnification, we'll have to have at least
0: 70% morphology, a normal morphology to pass that bull. Yep, and so I kind of liked it how you said there's three main things to a fertility tests and, mm-hmm. and those were? Those three main things is a scrotal size,
1: and and it's important to remember when I'm measuring the scrotum, it's part of the story. It's not only am I measuring; I'm feeling those. I'm feeling for hard places on the epididymis, on the tail or the head, or also on the testicle. Or one testicle's maybe non-functional. Yep. And so it's not only measuring, but it's part of that physical exam, Dan. Yep. So we go scrotal circumference, and then we look at motility. Yep. And then we look at morphology. That is the big word for the shape of the cells. Are the heads and tails detached? Is there proximal
0: droplets? Is there distal droplets? Is there deformed heads? And that sets the story, folks, for, okay, that cow, that bull can get a cow pregnant. Now we're gonna start walking into some of the other things, some of the myths, and some of the things that you need to be doing beyond the breeding soundness exam with Dr. Randall Spare. Hey, folks! Welcome back to Doc Talk. Dr. Dan Thompson here with my friend and colleague, Dr. Randall Spare. He is a veterinarian in Southwest Kansas and practices all over the state in Oklahoma, Texas. Has uh, you know, just a, a tremendous veterinary practice that he has built from the ground up, and just something to be so proud of the way you serve your clients the way you serve others in your community. Um, it's what veterinary medicine is all about folks. And and uh, we're talking about breeding soundness exams, which you do thousands of them. And we've gotten through the breeding soundness exam. Now there's a few myths out there that people, you know, it's kind of like everything, you know, what we hear in the coffee shop or what we hear at the bull sale or what we hear at the auction market. What are some of those myths? So, so Dan, you uh, you grew up in a veterinary family, and when your dad was
1: practicing and back in, in the time, the original test entailed a score of of uh, adding together the morphology and the motility and the scrotal size to create a score of 70. Well, that, that has stuck with people, and they said, well, what's this bull score? And today, I, I go through that. That, that explanation—it's a threshold test. Is this bull going to breed today and settle cows? And that includes what we talked about—the the, uh, scrotal size, the morphology, and motility. But really, today I'll have people call me and say, "What does this bull score?" And I said, "He passes. He passes," okay. and I'm confident that he will—he will pass. So, to why I want to bring that up? I was—I was—I talked to many people from all over the country who buy bulls from one of my seed stock producers, and they wanted to know, what's he, what's he score? I said, no, he passes. Well, at the stockyards, when they, when they, when they test a bull, they put 90, 80, 70 on him, and that tells us how good they are. So a, one thing we have to remember, that a fertility test doesn't quantify the ability of a bull to breed cows.
0: Yeah. It says it will breed a cow today. Yep, and that's. I think that's something that you know you pass or you fail, and and I can remember Dad sitting there, and we would do the morphology and and that, and we would he would have his equation and and come up with the score, which obviously people put some time and thought into, but really a, a ninety versus an eighty isn't. That's
1: exactly right, and the thing is we have to remember, Dan, not every ejaculate from a bull is the same. Right. There are times that that I'm trying to get a bull to to pass or give a semen sample, and it's early spring of the year and it's been cold, and my first ejaculate may not look very good, but the bull's testicles feel good. That's the beginning of the story of this test. Those testicles feel good, and I may get three, four, or five ejaculates before I'm convinced that what I'm getting is a representative sample of what's going on there. And I would encourage producers to ask veterinarians and veterinarians to, to, to be tenacious in getting a, a representative sample. And I think so many of the challenges that we have today is when some uh, veterinarians may not have the opportunity that we have to do a lot of bulls, they'll test a bull and get one ejaculate and say, hmm,
0: he's no good, I'll test him next year or throw him away. The other one is, is this is just a snapshot in time, right? The, the, does, does a bad test mean a bull is done? No. So if, if the testicles feel good, I will encourage people to retest that bull in maybe two to three weeks. And then, um, what about it, you know, a, a year later or two years later or three years later? So, it's important to, to retest that bull every year because he can
1: develop an infection throughout the summer. Maybe he, ha- he has an ascending infection and he gets a, a scrotal infection or he gets injured. Yes. It's important to do that every year before turnout to know what you have. So that we can count on these bulls breeding a
0: lot of cows perfect we're going to take a break when we come back more with dr randall spare we're talking about breeding soundness exams in bulls and you're watching doc talk hey folks welcome back to doc talk dr dan thompson here with dr randall spare dr spare is a veterinarian in ashland kansas uh, tremendous practitioner, tremendous man, um, and uh, has been a mentor for me. Um, and so I just appreciate when we get a chance to work together. It's a blessing. And uh, let's let's talk about you know we've tested the bull, we've gone through the myths. We're gonna kick him out in the pasture. Do we just? leave it up to God then? or do we... <laughs> So So
1: Dan, one of the things that when when people turn bulls out to pasture, they'll often ask them, well, how many, how many bulls? You know, I've got a bunch of little pastures, and I only really want to put one bull per pasture, and that, and that makes me really nervous. But we can use that information there to, to help us understand. If you have one bull per pasture, it's important for you to go look at that bull every day or every other day to make sure that he, A, stays with the cow, and then, if he has an injury, we need to know that uh, and, and get a bull replaced in that pasture. So it's important to go out and look. A are they lame, or have they? Do they have foot rot? Uh, develop some other lameness, or a tool
0: injury of some
1: sort? And it's important to observe that.
0: Yeah, and you know, is the bull functioning? Is he is he covering cows? Uh, you know, lots of different things that if we aren't out there observing, you'll miss more. They say you'll miss more by not looking than you will by not knowing.
1: And that's important. You know, I can do a really good exam, a physical exam, and a BSE exam in April. But if he's turned out May 1st, and he could be out there three or four days and then have an injury, yeah. and he's not going to do any good. And and Dan, I've a, a groups a of cows in my, my veterinary career when there was zero bread. And it's important, to, and, and they're kind of mad at me because you tested the bull. Hmm. Maybe you should have looked to see if he had a swelling underneath the sheet. Looking for those things that are abnormal and
0: uh, is real important, great opportunity to, to observe. Yep. Any other words of wisdom with, you know, like when you turn bulls out or things that, that uh, producers should be looking at or, or be thinking about? So often we're asked,
1: well, how many bulls should I turn out? And the first thing I ask, well, how old are those bulls? And uh, you know, if we have to buy yearling bulls today or bulls that are thirteen to fifteen months of age, kind of a good rule of thumb is is one bull per or one cow per month of age of those bulls. So for a 15-month old bull, let's put him with 15 cows. And I would say try as the best as you can, put out the same ages within each pasture because okay. you don't want mature bulls beating up on these young bulls and they'll make them pretty timid. And, uh, we'll, we'll give everybody an opportunity to breed if we do that. And I think that's real important.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I agree. So I love that rule of thumb that, that for a cow per month of age, and then what's the threshold then on some of these? So as far as age, yeah, I've,
1: I've, uh, depending on the practice and, and, and their management style. I have some people that, that dry lot their cows during breeding season and that bull's eating out of a bunk. And I've, I've fertility tested bulls and I said, how old is this bull? Well, I don't know. So we look at it, he has about four teeth left or he has pearls, <laughs> but, but he was in great condition and he's producing great semen. I think that might've been a little bit old. Uh, but we have to remember, we want wanted to be like college athletes and we want to be out looking for bulls or looking for cows to breed. So I think in my rule of thumb, you get to six and seven years of age, uh, it's, it's time to go on. I think we have to remember because not only are they probably at the end of the breeding life, there's better bulls to be purchased if we're really going to increase the uh, genetic profile of our herd. Absolutely. Well, thanks for being on the show. Great show today. Well,
0: just thanks for the opportunity, Dan, and thanks for what you do for our profession. We appreciate it very much. Keep charging on, Dr. Randall Spare. Thanks for watching Doc Talk. Remember, if you want to know what we do, you can find us on the web at www.doctalktv.com. Always work with your local veterinarian. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson with Dr. Randall Spare, and we'll see you down the road. Doc Talk is brought to you by Merck Animal Health. By integrating the comprehensive animal health product portfolio of Merck Animal Health with the innovative technologies of all flex livestock intelligence we are shaping the future of animal health resulting in more effective solutions and healthier animals. Valley Vet Supply sees the hard work and effort of you and your animals to achieve your goal of being a champion. And we're here to help along the way to the cowboys and cowgirls to the dreamers we see you.